Welcome, friends. Hello, brothers. Greetings, sweet soul sisters. This is episode five of Podcast from Mars. If you've tuned in before, you know who we are. You know where we're from. But if you haven't, my name is Jason. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm joined on the line by Jim Baki in Los Angeles, California. Hey, hey, hey. And Mark DiCarlo. From uh, good old Long Island, Wisconsin, Long Island, New York. And uh, I just want to thank um, all the people that... Keep coming back and listening to these podcasts. We really appreciate it. It's really a great way to begin. Yeah, so I, I appreciate the the, the return, uh, the returns. Thank you so much. Yes, we're only doing it again because people keep tuning in. That's it. I'd stop if they didn't. That's what we keep telling ourselves. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for the like, mom. <laughs> this is a very special episode for us. So we are glad to be with everybody again, and really do appreciate everyone that keeps tuning in. This episode is for the month of September, which it still is. You know, these, these months are bleeding into each other. I'm losing track of time, oh, fellas. Um, <laughs> but this, uh, this episode is for a single called Goodbye, Dear Friend. Jim, why don't, you, uh, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah, so Goodbye, Dear Friend is uh, a song I wrote... God, I don't know how many years ago, but it's a it's it's for uh, a good friend of the band uh, and a good friend of mine. You know, before well, while we had the band, but um, Eddie Kurdziel from Red Cross, who was the guitar player in Red Cross for from about nineteen ninety until about nineteen ninety six. On all the, those records that I really love, Phase Shifter and Show World, and there's a bunch of great singles that came out in between little EPs and things like that. Uh, we unfortunately uh, lost Eddie in 1999 at the age of 38. He had substance problems, and you know how that goes. Uh, he produced a first the first Fuzzbubble record that originally got us our record deal. Um, we made a, an indie record for royalty records, which we, instead of putting out, we shopped. But I, when I moved to LA, I, I met him and here's the weird thing. I met him in Red Cross while they were touring beforehand. But, uh, I went to, I went to CBGB's and I saw their show and I ended up talking to him afterwards. And, uh, a year later, I moved out to L.A. and I answered an ad in the Recycler for someone looking for a guitar player and was into power pop. And we got to talking and I said, you know, he had mentioned Jellyfish and the Posies in his his ad. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm are you into Red Cross? I'm a really big Red Cross fan. And he's like, he goes, well, actually, Eddie is my roommate. <laughs> and I was like, what? And. I said, you're kidding me. He's like, no. I said, you know, I met him last year when they came through on their face shifter tour. They played CBGBs and I met him after the show and he kind of just turned around and yelled in through him like, hey, Eddie. 
I got this guy from, you know, lives here now. He moved here from New York and he says he met you at CBGB's and like without missing a beat. Seriously. Eddie just like, oh yeah, that's that guy we were talking about, you know, big muff pedals. I use a big muff pedal. <laughs> he totally remembered who I was based on very little description, you know, <laughs> and that I thought was amazing. And I was like, he remembers that? He's like, yeah. So that I thought was amazing in and of itself. So of course I went over there to this guy's apartment and, you know, we, we sat down and, you know, worked on some music together and I listened to his stuff. And then I, you know, struck up the friendship with Ed and, you know, the musical partnership with the roommate didn't work, but me and Ed became friends. Um, and he knew I was a big fan and, you know, we just hit it off cause we come from the same, we're cut from the same cloth. You know, we like the, the classic hard rock stuff. And like, it, that was in my time of when I just moved there and, you know, we hadn't gotten Fuzzbubble the band together yet, but in that interim, we had started talking to royalty about making that record. And, and he's like, see if you can get your friend Eddie to produce it. And I'm like, okay. So I was working at the sandbox, the studio I, I got the job at. And he says, we can do it there. I'll fly Mark and, you know, then Kevin Kelly out to play drums and, you know, we'll do this record. And Eddie will produce it. So we got Eddie to produce our, you know, record, you know, which eventually was not the record that got released. It's the record that got us the record deal. And we never put the indie release out. I kind of wish we had, but we didn't. Um, and he played guitar on Bliss, which going back to, you know, this is Fuzzbubble we're talking about. Um, going back to Bliss, the first song on the Fuzzbubble album, we had him come in when we got the big record deal and had him play the solo again. somebody's just tuning into this one for the first time our current project the three of us is cult stars from mars which is named after a song from our previous band fuzzbubble so all this stuff that you're talking about goes back to the first project that we were in like 20 somewhat years ago fuzzbubble so I just want to throw that in right. just in case someone, you know, again, if, if you're listening to this show for the first time, you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah and he was okay. there, you know, before we even, you know, had, had, had a, a band. band. We just had the, the the demo cassette and, you know, yeah. Right. right. It, the studio band, which is me, you, and, and Kevin. Uh, our friend Kevin yeah. Kelly, who played drums. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, you know, we did that record. Eddie produced it. Um and, you know, we became friends and I, you know, I would tech for him at Red Cross shows sometimes. And Red Cross was kind of winding down. They, they, I think he, they had gone, they had gone on tour with Stone Temple Pilots and he started hanging out with Scott Wheeland and. Well, wasn't one of the brothers producing? He was, but he ended up, I, you know, and it's funny because I talked to Eddie's old girlfriend, Barb, and I forgot that they never finished the record with him. They just finished it on their own. Um, that one, that was Show World. That was right. the Show World record. So, which is probably, I think, my favorite one with him on it. Uh, it's great such record. Such a great record. And we had gone over to, uh, was it, is it the Village Recorder 
in Santa Monica? I think we went to Village. They were there, and they were also at NRG. It was one of the two, because I remember hanging out, talking to uh, Steve McDonald and Eddie and oh, the whole night. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was yeah, Village yeah, yeah, Recorder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they were doing mix. It was like a mix. They, right. they were mixing the record, and we went right, over there. They were mixing at Village because we saw Skunk Baxter right. sitting outside on the curb. Right. Okay. Remember that? And yes. I worked yeah. across the street. I worked at West LA Music, like which was essentially across the street. <laughs> Right, that's right. That's the time I was like, that's Skunk Baxter from yeah. the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think Eddie pointed that out to us, like, look, that's Skunk Baxter. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that certainly is. And he had become a marshal, which I think is kind of funny. Right. Yeah. And um, around that same time, where was it um, that we went to go see Red Cross with Eddie open up for President of the United States of America? Oh, what, what I think theater the was presidents that? opened up for them. I think you guys might have seen that at Irving Plaza because I don't know if I saw it here. No, we saw we saw Eddie out in L.A. at some theater. I forget which yeah. one. It was. I have it written down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. wasn't the Roxy? No, nope. It was like an old school, like the Ace or something like that. Old school theater. Yeah, yeah, forget. an old school theater. It's a great show. It's an amazing huh. show. Yeah. Wow. Why? Oh my God. I, I have totally it written down somewhere. I'm sure. I don't remember that at all. Wow. I remember seeing them in LA. I saw them. I texted for Eddie at a, a show at Aaron's Records, and that's where I kind of came up with the "Bumming Around" song during that sound check. I was playing his guitar, which is very Red Cross. I know. <laughs> yeah, the, the influence wore off. struck up a good friendship with Eddie and when we did our record the real record with Mike Clink and he's like can I be a guitar tech I'll tune the guitars I'll keep everything and I'm like I was like yeah man I talk, I'll talk to Mike and Mike said sure you know so he was with us for a lot of the recording the album which was kind of cool to have him there oh yeah you know? he, was he was awesome a good a good moral support and he did play on Bliss and so anyway I remember getting off an airplane in New York and the f and turning my phone on as the early days of cell phones. And Jay, you called me and said, oh, "Dude, you're not going to believe yeah. this." And I'm like, "What?" And you're like, "Eddie K died," and like my heart sank because yeah. um, for those of you that you know for have met him, you know he was he was a sweet guy. Um, he was just such a nice guy and such a funny guy and a real character. And a great guitar player. And God, you know, we only, only made it to 38, which, you know, so getting into the song, you know, I think I wrote that song maybe a year or two later. It might have been right after it, but I never really showed it to you guys. I sent it to Mark like 10 years ago and we recorded, you know, some of what the vocals are now on there. Um, but I never really finished it because I never really like, ah, I just couldn't get through it. You know, it's it's a very simple kind of Beatle-ish kind of, I was going for a Hey Jude, you know, uh, Let It Be type of thing. So it's kind of stripped down. It's kind of, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, let's not say underproduced, but just very. Well, yeah, minimal um, production. 
minimal. It's very minimal. And, you know, there is a bunch of stuff on there, but it really doesn't sound like a lot. It's mostly piano. And then there's a middle section. Nah, it's like, it sounds like a seventies bad finger recording. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, you know, I was going for that, like the flame. Yeah. Bad finger. Yep. So yeah. You know, the, the lyric I always think about when, when I wrote that song was knowing everything I know and seeing all the things that you'll be missing. That's a coin because I'm just like, you know, there was no Eddie Kurzil in the Facebook or MySpace era or Instagram. Or can you imagine how fun Ed would be on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> it, totally. You know, I mean, he yeah. was such a fun, funny guy. And like, damn, we, like we missed that whole like great like. And I'm pretty sure like after Fuzzbubble stopped doing what we were doing and I was living in L.A., I'm sure I would have put together some sort of band with him. Mm. And just played like, I don't know, fog hat covers or something. <laughs> we would have done something because totally. it was just like, yeah. I just love the guy, and it was like, I was really looking forward to like having that friendship go on for a long time. But you know, as I I, I started to see him, kind of, you know, go off on that track of like, oh man, and everyone, everyone was worried and. You know, it was just sad. It's just he, you know, they had a memorial for him in Griffith Park. And I went, there was a bunch of people there talking about him. And I was devastated. And at some point, like I said, whether it's a year or soon after or a year after, I don't remember. I, I, I kind of sat down at the piano and wrote this this song. And uh, yeah, it's kind of me pouring my heart out. I usually don't go that that much, but this really affected me. And and the thing is, though it was written for him, you know, there's like four other people since then that this song could be for, you know, whether it's Vinnie Kowalski or T-Boy or my bass player, Mike from Hitman, all these people I've lost to like nobody, none of these people even made it to their late fifties, you know? Um, and it sucks because it's like, I didn't really think I'd be losing all my friends this early. So this could it's it's very general. It could be for any anybody who loses a friend. And like I said, the list for me keeps getting bigger, unfortunately, at too early a stage of my life. So it's it's tough. It's a tough thing. But I did write the song originally for Eddie. So uh, I guess we're just going to play the song. Here it is. It's called Goodbye, Dear Friend. Goodbye, dear friend. Goodbye forever Even though you're gone I know I know I'm better off For having known you And if you could be here right now To see you Like we all could see you shined, you shine, dear friend. Goodbye, dear friend. It's hard to be here, knowing everything I know. And seeing all the things that you'll 
be missing And if you could be here right now To be you Like you love to be you You shine You shine, dear friend Since I believe it all just ends The sun goes down in the same end And as you return to open sea Those times with you will stay with me I remember the first time you told me you met him. You're like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm talking to Eddie Kurtzio from Red Cross. Like he's always, you know, he's at the House of Pies and I ran into him there. And, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, and I remember that was like one of the first things and stuff. Yeah. And he old yep. rustic in and all those. Yeah. Those places. So. Yeah. He was from Wisconsin, right? Beloit, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Because I think I remember him. We would <laughs> we'd talk about all the shows. He would go into Madison. Um, yeah, to, you know, to, to see all the big rock shows, and I remember yeah. he, he would tell yeah, us Ted yeah. Nugent. Ted Nugent, it's funny. Exactly. It's funny. I wonder what he would think of Ted Nugent now. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> he probably wouldn't. He'd probably be really bummed because he loved Ted. He did. Yep, I know. Um, big I know. cheap trick fan. Big cheap trick fan, and he would always like. He'd really get into like, no man, Nielsen does it like this, and like he really dialed into the yeah. He was such a, you know, my friend, uh, Jim Freak called him a guitar wizard. And I'm like, he was a fucking guitar wizard. I mean, he just oh, no. knew, he was just so into it. He knew what he's doing. He had that that great Dean Les Paul with the crazy Dean headstock. <laughs> and yeah. 
the uh, the orange Ibanez with little stickers all over it, and all those guitars. You know? I actually, and actually, I, I have. Um, I think I bought it off him. He gave it to him. He, he let me buy it from a couple bucks. But I have his the Roland Tape Echo that we use it on some of the record oh, that's actually. Right. But uh, remember that Roland Tape yeah. Echo? I still have it. I'm looking at it right you now. It's in my that? kitchen. I yep. remember the you RE201. It's got an orange fit. Yeah. Um, it's 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 got orange type uh, orange print on it. It's not the green one. It's an orange one, but it's a Roland oh, Space Echo, oh and it's God. you know with the actual tape it folds. That's that's I Eddie's. remember yeah, when I you bought it. that. Well, mm-hmm. dude, did you use that on anything we recorded yet? No, nothing. Now I know we record. We used it on the Fuzz Bubble record. I know it was in the studio uh, when we used it, right. but I we haven't. We definitely it. used it on Bliss because I'm not. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that but I'm looking at it. Way. It's uh, it's in my kitchen. I should actually plug it in and just try to, you know, fuck with it. Oh and my stuff. god, you should. You got to use that on something. Yeah, man. I just it just came to me now. I just I just realized. I'm like, oh shit, wow. that was Eddie's. Yeah, yep, yeah. It's oh a cool god. piece. I didn't even realize you bought that from him. That's that's cool. Mark, take yeah. a take um, a picture of it and send it. to Yeah. You. I'll yeah. take a picture of the front. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah, another it, thing I forgot. <laughs> it still work. It still works. The thing too. Yeah, but yeah, Eddie. You know, when I met him, and, and until he passed, he lived in Los Feliz, which now Los Feliz is like that. His apartment is probably like thirty five hundred dollars a month. Right, right. Because <laughs> it's super expensive. But I like remember the then, apartment. I remember going up and yeah, yeah. I remember on Lyman yeah. Street. Yeah, and he lived. You know, talk about the House of Pies. That was his favorite place. Exactly. Let's go to the House of Pies, yeah. and they would want to go to Ye Rustic Inn, <laughs> which was which was a dive bar. What's now a hipster bar, but it was a dive bar that like, you know, uh, Dupars. Yeah, Dupars for pancakes. Remember we had the big and breakfast? before the studio we would go to what was it the farmers market and we'd go get coffee and donuts and stuff at, at <laughs> yeah, Bob's right. coffee at and Bob's donuts. yeah yeah <laughs> we just knew the spot yeah yeah whenever I drive through that neighborhood I always remember um, that's like oh this is Eddie's neighborhood you know yep. Lyman and and an- another thing also like you know being, I remember when you first started talking to him now to me I, I, I'm like a you know I'm always starstruck starstruck excuse me. But um, like so Eddie was a you know he was he was a rock guy he was like a, you know kind of a semi famous guy in a cool rock band so I'm like holy right. shit so you know I was excited to you know to even hear that you know, you became friends with him and he was in, interested in the project and everything but um after once once you get to know the guy. Like it just all that just went away, and it, he was just such like he was like you felt like you know him all your life. He was he was such a just a warm, like warm guy, and all that like oh guitar player from Red Cross. Completely you forgot about it, and it just because when you spoke with him and when he engaged you, he was just I don't know. It's just uh, such a Beloit, such, such a good a good Midwest. soul. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the thing with him. Yeah. He was a very he was an awesome person. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know. Today, the release of this podcast, and this is why we're doing this song for him, uh, would have been his 60th birthday. That's unbelievable. So, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, he made it to barely made it, not even 39. And like I said- It's incredible. It just, man, I I wish, I just so look forward to having that guy around in my life because he was so fun and inspirational and- you know, a great guitar player and just a, just a great guy. We, we became pretty tight. You know, I used to drive with him to the studio every day when we were doing the record and, you know, I knew he was having a hard time, but you know, I was just like trying to keep, keep him, keep him up, you know, because you know, when we made, like when we made that Thackers (laughs) commercial, (laughs) you know, that was amazing. And like that, I think a lot of that was his idea. 
Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure that because he brought the camera and he did the like brought the two video cameras and edited it together with two VHS cameras. That was all Eddie That's crazy. doing right. that. Yeah. Well, he li- <laughs> so, he liked to have fun you know, and he liked that we like to joke around and you know come up with these little skits and yeah, totally. He right. had no. He liked his. He liked our New York sense of humor. Yeah, too, he so, had no. Yeah. He had like no ego. But the funny thing was, you know, when you saw him get on stage. You know, like to what Mark was saying, like totally agree. I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to, you know, meet this guy from Red Cross. It's amazing. And then, yeah, like once it kind of wore off that, like he was a rock star, you know, you're like, oh, he's, he's a regular guy, totally awesome dude. And then you see him get on stage and you're like, oh no, wait, actually he's a rock star. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like when he got on stage, like he, he, he brought the fire. Yeah, he was badass. <laughs> yeah. I think the first time I saw him, when I first saw him play at CBGB's, uh, he had a purple shirt with a kiss iron on, yeah. on yeah. and he had a beard back then, which no one did. Like uh, that was the craziest show because I'd never seen Red Cross and I was all super, I was like, you know, super excited to see them. And like S- Jeff McDonald came and he's really tall. He came out in a blue LeMay one piece jumpsuit. <laughs> it was the craziest. Awesome. I was like, when he walked on, I was just like, no fucking way. And then, and then I saw Ed and he had like the beard and he looked like Eric Bloom for Bloyster cult. He had the Bloyster cult, you know, uh, little logo thing on his guitar. And I'm like, well, they were so good. And like, you know, Jerry Finelli was really fun to watch. And there was just, so, and they were so like on top of their game. And like I said, we, we went, me and, me and Messina, me and Steve Messina went and I was like, I got to talk to him. And I went up to him and he was just super friendly. I was like, what is that pedal you're using? He's like, oh, the green one, that's a Sovtech Big Muff pedal. I was like, like the Electro Harmonics one? He's like, yeah, but it's Russian made. It's by Sovtech. I was like, huh, that's pretty. We got into a conversation about, you know, whatever. And he was just like super nice. I'm like, wow, it's just, you know, he deserves a song. Cause uh, I I still miss him. Oh man. I'm yeah! Like, Damn, I would. I wish he was around. I could just hang out with him and like yeah. talk music and play guitars. He'd be, and, he'd be a cult star for Mars. He he would. He would probably be doing this with us now if the, if that were the case. If he wasn't with the Red Cross, and uh, you know I don't know. Most people that are listening to this podcast probably know who they are, but if they don't. Uh, you know, run, don't walk and go find some of their records, go find phase shifter and show world and third eye. Um, and their last two records, I just started listening, caught up with them and they're both great researching the blues and beyond the door. Um, those guys are, and you know, they're super, uh, seminal, you know, punk rock guys from the early days that kind of evolved into this power pop, you know, amazing power pop band and a big influence on fuzz bubble, obviously and on cult stars and Eddie's influence doesn't go away. Cause I always, whenever I really lay into like a real crunchy guitar thing, I'm just like, you know, what would, what would Eddie do? I remember him teaching me lots of things about like, no man, you don't duck the rhythm guitars. When the lead comes, you crank them up. So the whole thing just kind of elevates, you know? And I was like, huh, that's interesting. You know? And like, he had a lot of really good, methodologies that I, he kind of would tip me off to. So God, I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really just like, you know, I, I do miss him a lot. So for Eddie, wherever you are, man, happy 60th birthday. Uh, I wish you were here. Um, damn, you know, 
Yeah. I, I do want to send a quick thank you out to um his ex-girlfriend Barb Barbara Orr, who uh was from Wisconsin also and met him back there. Um, and she provided a bunch of pictures for this video. I'm doing a video for this. It's like a lyric video and kind of a slideshow because I don't have a whole lot of video of Ed, just mostly just pictures of us together that Steve Messina took and a lot of Barbara's pictures. And I want to say a shout out to her and thank her for, you know, providing pictures and stories. She had great stories to, um, you know, to talking about. She actually took his cat Neko when he passed away. Oh, yeah. I remember the cat yeah. he had, Neko. Oh, yeah, totally. uh, yeah, and he, I remember Neko, Neko passed away a few years ago when she put it on his Facebook page. He has his own Facebook page. It's Ed Kurd Zeal on Facebook, K-U-R-D-Z-I-E-L. You know, you could see a little bit about the guy. He was a superhuman. So check it out. We'll uh we'll post some stuff. Um yeah. oh, Mark, uh, I want to post actually the, the picture of the space echo and Messina's got some oh, great man. pictures. Yep. I actually have some more pictures too of uh of of uh of my collection with Eddie and stuff. I'll send them to oh, you, Jimmy. Good, okay. Good. Yeah, please okay. do and I'll send everything yeah, to man. you. Please record something on that space echo, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the next guitar thing, just put it through there. It was fucking. Okay. I, I had no idea about that. You yeah. Know? I don't no, know I forgot. Yeah. It is, so. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. It's uh, Cult Stars from Mars, uh, with the exception of Twitter. It's at Cult Star Media. We'll uh, we'll post some of these pictures and this stuff. Uh, definitely go to YouTube and, uh, Bandcamp. This single will be on Bandcamp and we'll be on Spotify. Probably not on the date of release because it takes a couple mm -hmm. days to get into that system, iTunes and Spotify, but probably, uh, middle of, uh, the middle of the following week of next week, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the system, but it, it does take a little bit of time. Uh, but Bandcamp will be immediate. So by the time you hear this, You'll be able to go download the song from Bandcamp, and the video should be on YouTube by then. You know, I'm almost done with it. So yeah, uh, Cult Stars from Mars. Goodbye, dear friend, is the song. Ed Kurdziel is the uh, person we're talking about, uh, and Red Cross is the band he came from. So, so there you go. And that's it. Until next time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.